This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Aussie Mac Zone. How are you tonight, son? Fantastic, Michael. How are you? Very good, thank you. Got to remember to turn that down before we start, don't you? That's right, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, telling everyone we're live. So, uh, let me get into comments up the top here. Post a comment. Welcome all. And chat. There we go. That's gone off to Facebook and yeah, and YouTube. All right. Excellent. So let me just get to there. Yeah, that's the one we want. So uh, all good here. Hang on. All just check. All good. Yeah, getting the all good. Therefore, everything working working right. <clears throat> So we must be, you know, I must remember to hit the go live button and everything right this time, just for a change. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so uh, our first story this week involves Apple and Product Red. So yeah, that's Aussie, a really cool thing. Yeah. Our Aussie Apple ramblings start with Apple expands partnership with RED to combat HIV, AIDS, and COVID-19. So Apple's 14-year partnership with RED has raised almost $250 million to fund HIV, AIDS programs. Um, so as the COVID-19 pandemic continues, Apple is offering more ways than ever for customers to support RED's fight against AIDS in Africa while simultaneously protecting those communities from COVID-19. In 2006, Apple joined RED's mission to end HIV-AIDS epidemic in suburban Saharan Africa over the last 14 years. Apple's partnership has led to almost $250 million in donations for the Global Fund's HIV-AIDS programs that offer prevention, testing and counselling services. Since 2006, Apple-supported grants have provided over 10.8 million people with care and support services, helped with distribution of more than 160 million HIV tests, provided 13.8 million people with ongoing access to light-saving antiretroviral treatment. And this year, communities around the world are grappling with AIDS as they also work to respond to protect against COVID-19, particularly for vulnerable populations. COVID-19 has created challenges in accessing care, diagnostics and supplies, often disrupting crucial HIV programs. To alleviate these challenges and ensure continuity, life-saving HIV AIDS services, Apple's contributions were redirected to the Global Fund's COVID-19 response at the onset of the pandemic earlier this year. Thanks in part to support from Apple and Apple customers, the Global Fund's COVID-19 response has been able to alleviate the impact of COVID-19 on the communities most affected by HIV AIDS and provide critical support to health systems threatened by the COVID-19 outbreak. These funds have allowed for additional contact tracing in South Africa, helped secure critical personal protective equipment for health workers, 
and emergency medical equipment in Ghana and enabled the purchase of motorbikes to deliver HIV treatment to local communities that have been able to seek in-person health services due to COVID-19. Apple also donated millions of units of PPE to the Ministry of Health in Zambia, including both surgical masks sourced from its supply chain, as well as face shields designed and produced by Apple. So yeah, there's this stuff in the show notes, but of course, but yeah, good on this us. Is, um, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing work. Like they have really, really done a great job with this. I want to buy the um, Apple. 12 Pro Red. Yeah. Um, just because I like the color as well, but it's also a great call. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what um, I'm hoping to do when I get my iPhone. I'm going to get a red. They're go. on back order at the moment after six weeks. Yes. So the uh, lady at the telecommunications stall, which I will not name because they <laughs> are terrible, uh, but it's the only way I can get one, uh, <laughs> unless I go and buy one outright, which I was like, nah, I might as well just get a plan because I want the data. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, if I wanted just a 12 Pro, yeah, it was a six-week wait. If I wanted a 12 Pro Max, it was a little bit less than that. Yeah. And so I think I'm just going to end up going with the 12 Max because it's going to be a little bit longer. I think I can get it by Christmas. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'll probably end up going with the 12 Pro Max. <laughs> so, fourth Australian Podcast Award. Yes. The fourth Australian Podcast Awards, Awards for 2020 as chosen by over 60 international Australian judges. And the winners are... Podcast of the Year, Bird's Eye View. The judges chose Bird's Eye View for all our 2020 gold winners to receive uh, our best... Oh, hang on a second. I just need to move that over a little bit so I can read the whole one. The best of the best award. Raw, insightful, heartbreaking, and empathetic like e-hustle. The show offers a window into the lives of... in. Ooh, Incarcerated? Incarcerated, thank you. Incarcerated, my glasses. Um, <laughs> inca- I, never, I don't know why I never put them on before I do the show. I take them off and then, yeah. Incarcerated <laughs> people, but here, uh, centering the voices, uh, voices and inner lives of women in a men's prison. As an independent project, this represents a high uh, creative, sonic and ethical watermark for Australian podcasting. Listener's Choice, Life Uncut, after a public poll received over 45,000 votes, you, uh, you chose Life Uncut with Brit and Laura to walk away with the gold award. Uh, podcast Champion, AudioCraft. Each year, we ask our, our finalists and judge to nominate a person or company that has championed Australian podcasting. This year, the podcast company Audiocraft took uh, take the accolade or took the accolade for six years of inspiring conferences for podcasters of all sizes, accumulating in its bigger uh, biggest ever year, 2020. Despite all of the that uh, this year has shown at us all, uh, 
now on the link to their there are 24 more categories with gold, silver, and bronze bronze winners listed. So that's in the uh, show notes. Yep. Um, we're not there. I don't know why. We're amazing. I just I'd just like to point out that yes. uh, our sister show, Aussie Techheads. Yep. yep. Was the winner of the first vote award. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. So, so the first vote in for that was the f- yeah, us, the, the, was it? The, was, one of our, one of our yeah, partners. Yeah. Aussie Excellent. Tickets. So, Aussie yeah, Tickets. The first, there you go. Yeah. Famous. Yeah. So, uh, here we go. So, Apple Patents new touch MacBooks Touch Bar with Force technology. So, nine to five Mac reports. While we're waiting for a new redesigned MacBooks next year, a new patent application was published by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, revealing a new version of the Touch Bar that looks exactly like the current one, except that has model features Force Touch, Force Touch sensors were introduced for the first time in the first-generation Apple Watch that allows the screen to identify the touch pressure in order to perform different actions based on touch intensity. This technology was then introduced to the MacBook trackpad in 2015 so it could work just like a regular trackpad, even without mechanical button. The iPhone 6S got 3D touch in the same year, which is basically the same technology but was discontinued in recent iPhones. And although Apple Watch also no longer has Force Touch, Apple may still have plans to add this feature to another product. As reported by Patently Apple, the company's latest registered trademark shows a new touch bar that is sensitive to touch pressure. The patent, filed in May 2019, clearly shows the touch bar on MacBook with new circuits that make Force Touch work. There are no further details on how it would work, but it's not hard to imagine force touch on the touch R being used to avoid Apple accidental taps, which is something many MacBook users complain about. So, yeah. Yes. Now. So, I don't know why they took it away. I actually liked it. Yep. Uh, do we have gaming this week, my friend? We absolutely <laughs> have gaming this week. So, Warp Drive. There we go, yeah. Yes, thank you. Now, this is just the front page. Of the, this doesn't give away anything because I want people to go and play this. Michael, you would love this game, by the way, because these futuristic uh, race carts, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they don't have wheels. They have four, like, aero... Um, oh, what would you like we imagine hoverboards would be yes yeah, like we imagine hoverboards would have exactly yeah. and it's got four of those uh, they look like an F1 car with Z's on it <laughs> instead of wheels and uh, you, you know sort of hovering just above the ground and they're extremely fast so much fun this game is like proper intensely fast paced if you don't take every advantage that's offered to you to get into the lead, you will not win a race. Uh-huh. I tried and tried and tried <laughs> and tried and tried 
for ages to win a race before I finally realised that I needed to take every advantage that is handed to me by the game to get in front. Uh, like I said, the future style vehicles, not only do they look absolutely cool, because, um, like I said, they look like an F1 car that's uh, being converted into some sort of awesome hovercraft. Yeah. Um, they're also completely upgradable. So better propellers, better propulsion, uh, which is the same thing. I've just said it twice. It sounds cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can change the colors. You can change the shape of your, your buggy. Um, yeah, you name it. Like, it's very, very cool. Um, I really, really like this game. It's an arcade-style game, too, so you can play it on the big screen of your TV, and it will feel like one of those arcade games, or you can play it on your phone, and it feels like an app game. And there was no glitches. It was just fun. And I love these racing games, especially it reminded me of uh, Nintendo brought out a game with the... Oh, it must have been the game, the 64, Nintendo 64, I think. And um, you're basically a, a hovercraft, spacecraft sort of thing, uh, going through all different courses and jumps and, and that sort of thing. So it, it reminds me of that uh, in the way that it's set out. It's not the same. It just has remnants of that feel. Um, because it's that arcade-style game as well, no track's the same. And when you load in, it'll never give you the same track like one after the other. So normally it'll give you a different... If it does, I apologise, but it seemed to me that it would not give you the same track, um, which is awesome because you get to play a whole bunch of different tracks as soon as you load in. You load in and it's like, oh, you're on this yeah. track. Oh, you're on that track. <laughs> it doesn't just like, all right, you're here, you've got to play this track to get to point B. Yeah, yeah. And so um, that was awesome. Uh, this it was just a fun game. I'm going to give it 3.7 apples out of 5. Um, just because, yeah, it wasn't ultimately a five game, uh, but it was definitely a four. And the reason I'm giving it 3.7 is because it's really, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so a lower lower score because you weren't good enough. Is that what you're trying to That's say? That's right. So I'm giving it a lower score because, <laughs> God damn it, I wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have given it about a 4.2 or something like that, but no, I wasn't good <laughs> enough. I kept getting beaten. And yeah, I didn't realize until like halfway through I was playing over and over again after retrying to win that I had to take all these advantages to win. And I'm like, well, that's stupid. So <laughs> I gave it 3.7 instead of 4.2. There you go. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> to them. But it was a great game. I loved it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. I, I recommend it to everybody. Excellent. Excellent. So just before I go on, because I actually used to yeah. work in car racing and and worked as official yeah. in car racing and stuff a few years ago, um, glad to see and thanks to everybody, all the officials there getting Roman Grosjean out of his accident on the weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and glad to see he's doing all right. So, yeah, that's he's, all. He's just... okay. There's also, um, who has, who's got COVID? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Ah, oh, the Mercedes driver, the world champion. Yeah, the Mercedes um, driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah him. 
Yeah, him. That's the one. Yeah. I don't know his name either. <laughs> I know he's. Got, I do know he's got COVID though, but he's only got minor symptoms and he's been um, put in quarantine for two weeks. Yeah, and but I think there's another testing. race next weekend, so I don't think he's going yeah. to that one. <laughs> no, he's not. And uh, they've been testing everybody uh, in the team, in the team, and, and anybody that's come in contact with him, and he's going to watch all of that, and yeah, and see how it goes. So good yeah. luck. Uh, swift recovery. Yes. And um, hope he's okay as well. So, now, a Charlie Brown Christmas. The, peanut, <laughs> the Peanuts Gang will deck the halls with the premiere of a Charlie Brown Christmas streaming on Apple TV Pass on December 4. The holiday special will be available to enjoy for free from December 11 through December 13. So probably yeah. just go to um, apple.com slash TV and you never know what you can find out there. That's right. That's right. Now, I've just got to whip up there, change the picture, whip back there, and there's our new picture. Go for it. Uh, Mariah Carey's Magical Christmas Special, also starting on December 4th, faced with a holiday cheer crisis. The North Pole knows there's only one person who can save the day. <laughs> Santa, Santa's great friend, Mariah Carey. That's right. The Queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey. <laughs> fabulous and star-studded spectacular to make the whole world merry. The special lineup also includes Tiffany Hardis, no one knows who that is, Billy Eschner, mm-hmm. Ariana Grande, yeah, uh, Jennifer Hudson, Snoop Dogg, he's in everything, it doesn't matter. Jermaine uh, <laughs> uh, Dupree, Misty Copeland, and Mikhail Michelle Harris. Extra special appearances also made by um, Carrie's twins, Moroccan and Monroe. They go excellent on steak as well, by the way. That's why, you know, Moroccan yeah. is always great with, you know, steak and uh, a side of rice. <laughs> so, yeah. So they're just two, two things that are happening this week. <laughs> you, look, the Mar- Mariah Carey Christmas special, I'm sure it's great. Uh, if you ever have worked retail, which unfortunately, I've... I have uh, the All I Want for Christmas Is You song has been <laughs> permanently etched into my grey matter and it makes me twitch even thinking about it. <laughs> All right. So, speeding up oh, data oh. collection to help save the Great Barrier Reef. Znet reports the Great Barrier Reef is the world's largest coral reef ecosystem and one of the seven natural wonders of the world. However, it is under great threat. A recent study by the ARC Centre of Excellence Coral Reef Studies revealed that the Great Barrier Reef has lost half its coral in the past three decades to mass bleaching events caused by rising water temperatures. Coral reefs have an annual reproduction event every November and December that has the potential to see healthy corals spread their larvae with the help of the ocean's current to parts of the reefs that have been affected by bleaching. 
the challenges faced by researchers are figuring out how to identify and map these healthy reefs and how to evaluate the way the reefs can be protected and how to monitor the dangers faced by corals due to the large geographical range of the coral that of the Great Barrier Reef, roughly the same size of Italy. Researchers have only collected data for about five to ten percent of the reefs. In a bid to ramp up data collection, conservation organization Citizens of the Great Barrier Reef has launched a Great Reef Census project. The project aims to bring together stakeholders across tourism, including visitors, divers, science, research and business to assist and scale data collection from across the reef by capturing images of the reef. Now, also a reminder, the ABC in Australia has a special reef show on this coming Friday and Saturday night with live yeah. pictures from the reef and, and lots of information about it. So, yeah, it is a very important thing and something to enjoy, so we don't want to lose it. Absolutely. Oh, excuse me, I'm so sorry. Great Barrier Reef is one of the most beautiful, natural wonders of this planet. Yeah. This tiny blue dot. And it would be an absolute travesty if we lost it. Yes. So, yes. It's, all right, so... Apple not paying its part, I'm oh, sorry, not playing its part on electronic waste reduction, says UK. Nine to five Mac reports again. Apple has been accused of not playing its part in electronic waste reduction in a new report in the UK, despite initiatives like the iPhone recycling uh, r um, robot seen above. Uh, do we have a picture? Nah. But, okay. Yeah, we've all seen the robot picking stuff up, but yeah. Yep. Uh, the company prides itself on its environmental stance, including specific programs designed to reduce the amount of electronic waste, but was called out for two practices. The Guardian reports the Amazon, Apple, and eBay were all specifically named global giants such as Amazon, and Apple should be made responsible for helping to collect recyclable and sorry, recycle and repair products to cut the 155,000 tons of electronic waste being thrown away each year in the UK, says a legislator. A lot of it goes to landfill, incineration, or is dumped overseas under current laws. Producers and retailers of electronic and uh, electronics are responsible for this waste. Yet they are clearly not fulfilling their responsibilities. The MPs, members of Parliament, I should say, right? <laughs> Globally thrown away computers, smartphones, tablets, and other electronic waste have a potential value of $62.5 billion each year for the precious metals they contain including gold silver copper platinum and other critical raw materials such as tungsten and in in dim yeah yep it might seem surprising that apple was targeted when the company is boasting its use of recycled materials and offers both trade-in and recycling programs 
but MPs say that the company falls down in two areas. Electronic race reduction, Apple criticism. First, many of its products are either difficult or impossible to repair by owners. Anyway. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> I, will. I, got my two, I got my two bobs worth at the end. Right. <laughs> excellent, excellent. The inquiry by MPs heard that tech companies such as Apple have been found to glue and solder together internal components, making any repair nearly impossible. <laughs> MPs said consumers, sorry, consumers did not have control over the product they owned they could not take components out to repair themselves and there were no access manuals or how um, on how issues could be fixed. Second, the repair charges by Apple are so high that it discourages repair. The charges proposed for Apple, uh, repair by Apple in particular, can be so expensive it is more economical to replace the item completely, the report said. Apple responded by highlighting its work in electronic waste reduction. We were surprised and disappointed with the Environmental Audit Committee's report, which does not reflect any of Apple's efforts to conserve uh, resources and protect the planet uh, we all share. There are more op options for customers to trade in, recycle, and get safe quality repairs than ever before. And our latest Apple Watch, iPad, and iPhone lineup all use recycled materials across key components. We continue to work with Parliament and the government to document Apple's industry-leading com commitments and to support our common efforts to leave a clean economical and healthy planet for the next generation. Michael, please. <laughs> so, I am an authorised, uh, Apple authorised tech. You are. I do, I do do repairs to my choices. I only choose to work on the computers. I don't do the iPad or the watch or the, the, the iPhones. iPhone or, um, iPods, that sort of thing. Now, one is, just think about how many broken TVs you see in the street. Just, just you know, people don't yep. take them to the recycles. Like, all right. Well, haven't picked up. Pen Penrith yep. has a recycle centre for electronic objects. Not fridges, but things like TVs, yep. computers, that sort of yep. stuff. And... So but where is it? It's St Mary's. That's right. It is in St Mary's. But do you know how many people in Penrith would know that? <laughs> You've only got to go to the Penrith City Council website and look it up, or look up uh -huh. recycle in Penrith, and the answers are there. Um, yeah. And it is open on the weekend too, so it you is. can go down on on a Saturday and drop the stuff off. It's not that hard. Not Apple. Right. Apple will take any old Apple product. Any. Working or not working. That's right. Broken or not broken. Right. You might have dropped it. You might have run over it with a car. You don't throw it in the bin. You just take it and give it to Apple. No question. Just there you go. Thank you. We'll do um, what we do and we just hoard everything. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I hold it so long that the battery expands and breaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but because we we as users like things to say, for example, better waterproofing, this adds a lot to the cost of the repairs. So for things like I've done I've done one watch out of warranty, and yes, you, you've got to separate the watch from the the chassis. Yeah, and and then you've got to spend ages cleaning off all the old glue from the top and the bottom, like from the display yep. and the chassis. That's it, right. It, it's not screwed together. It's because you want it watertight, mm. right? Uh, so I just had my son's Apple Watch fixed by a non-authorized repairer. Yep. And one of the things they get you to do is sign a bit of paper that you understand that the waterproofing won't be as good. Not doesn't yeah. exist, won't be as good. So basically, and we'll get onto a bit of the waterproofing in a minute because Apple just got yeah. fined for that also. This also applies to Apple phones. So when you're getting your phone fixed at a non-authorized repairer, you've got a sign to say, I understand the waterproofing won't be as good. Yeah. On later Apple Watches, if you use a non-authorized repairer, you can't use tap to pay anymore because they don't get devices with the Apple tap to pay on it because it keeps their costs yeah. down and they can say, look, we fixed your watch for $200. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Apple did just yeah. get into trouble in Italy to do with waterproofing uh, because they, they boast about for example, the Apple phone is waterproof. Like it's it's rated to a certain point. That's only in plain water, right? But in, on the lightning port oh, of wow. the phone, there is a sensor that says it's been wet. Once that sensor goes off, it's not covered. So what's the point in boasting about it being waterproof to a certain standard? Mm. And it doesn't work because it's been wet. They haven't yep. even taken it apart. They've said, all right, this sensor's gone off because it just, it's a bit of paper that changes colour with water. Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't include salt water. It doesn't include... Yeah. And, you know, it's got to be plain water. Tap water. Yeah. So, uh, yeah... There's a lot. There's a lot more work in keeping something waterproof, for example, to a standard that we we expect anyway. So if we do drop yeah. our phone, or you know, it's raining really hard, people have had phones fail because they've been out in the rain, stuck out in the rain. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> I left my phone, it started the rain, and uh, I rushed the kids inside because it was coming in very heavy. Yep. And I accidentally left my phone on the table in our yard, and I ran back out to get it, but it was too late because it was coming in that hard that the the table now had about half an inch of water, which is yep. enough to cover a phone <laughs> completely. And it died, and we did try to save it, didn't we, Michael? Yes. Uh, we did try to save it, but unfortunately it was unsavable, except for the brand new battery that had been put in it, which we swapped over to, I think it was Curtis's phone. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, you know, yeah. life goes on. But, yeah, be yeah. aware 
Yeah. And that, that's why they are glued together and yeah. soldered together. Um, right. Even internally in, in your MacBook Air, just MacBook Airs, for example, right? Yeah. Now there is, there's stickers over where the flat cable goes into uh, for the speakers. Yeah. The stick, stickers over that so <laughs> to keep the moisture away from them. Yep. Where the power plugs in, the stickers over that to keep LA put cat. The stickers over that to keep the moisture away from that if it does get a little bit of moisture in there because it doesn't want the corrosion to start. And it's not so. like they don't make most things click and you know uh, plug and play. Yeah. You know, even in the internals of the phone or your your, your MacBook or your or whatever. It's not like they don't make most things plug and play. They yeah. really do. Uh, then they're not a hard device to work on if you know what you're doing. Yeah. And the reason why anybody shouldn't pull them apart anyway is because either warranty or if you do break it, it's going to cost you more to get repaired anyway. Why and wouldn't you take it to a technician? There's so much more um, anti-static precautions needed now than there used to be. Yeah. Because, you know, what is there on the on the new chip? One billion transistors. Yeah, you know, doesn't take much. Doesn't take much of a zap to kill it. So, That's right. Yeah. Now, because we uh, got stuck and having to move our show. Yes. We've got some news just in. Yes, we do. Apple presents the App Store Best of Twenty Twenty winners. Apple awesome. celebrates fifteen of the amazing apps and games that inspired the world in 2020. Apple Today presented its App Store Best of 2020 winners, recognising 15 apps and games that proved to be essential for making life easier, healthier and more connected to the, connected this year. Notable for their high quality, creative design, usability and innovative technologies, these apps and games are equally celebrated for their positive cultural impact helpfulness and importance. This year, more than ever, before some of our most creative and connected moments happened in apps, this was thanks to the amazing work of developers who introduced fresh, helpful app experiences throughout the year, said Phil Schiller, Apple fellow, and around the world we saw remarkable efforts from so many developers, and these Best of 2020 winners are 15 outstanding examples of that innovation. From helping us to stay fit and mindful, to helping our children's education on track, to helping fight hunger, their impact was meaningful to so many of us. The independent developer of Wakeout brought gentle exercise to home offices and classrooms with light-hearted and inclusive moments designed for everyone. Vast fantasy worlds in games like Geshen Impact, Legends of Renatera, or Disco... Eliasim, which is to do with Greek mythology, Dandra yeah. Tales of Fear, and Apple's arcade Sneaky Sasquatch delivered a great escape, while Disney Plus offered a sense of unlimited possibility that many crave, whether it was facilitate distance learning through Zoom, create daily routines with Fantastical, or lull us into sleep with Endel. The App Store Best of 2020 helped us survive our best lives at home. And really the winners did. are... iPhone app of the year, Wake Out, developed by Andre, um, Andreas Can, uh, Canella. Yeah. Can iPad app of the year, Zoom, 
Because it had lots of many improvements. Yeah, it really did. Mac app of the year, fantastical, developed by FlexiBid. Apple TV app of the year, Disney Plus. Apple Watch app of the year, Endel. iPhone game of the year, Genshin Impact from MiHoYo. Or MiHoYo. iPad, <laughs> iPad game of the year. Legends of Runterra from Riot Games. Mac Game of the Year, Disco Iliasm from Zaum. Oh, Apple TV Game of the Year, Dandra Tales of Fear from Raw Fury. Apple Arcade Game of the Year, Sneaky Sasquatch from RAC7. And there is a couple more things on if you go to the link. Thank you, Seth, watch I did a review on. Sorry, Michael. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, there is um, just four more bits of information uh, on the link at Apple's yeah. website. I did a review on Sneaky Seth's Watch. It is an absolutely hilarious game. Um, very fun. So, yeah, I actually, I played a similar game uh, it was made by and funded uh, by the Melbourne uh, Victorian Council or, or something like that. Uh, it was on uh, my console and just said, you should play this game and check it out. Like, it's a fully Australian-made game and it's called... Um, oh, I think Naughty Goose or yeah. something like that. <laughs> and... Um, it says at the beginning, it's a beautiful day in the village. The sun is shining and people are out everywhere. And you're <laughs> a horrible goose. <laughs> and, you are, <laughs> and you are. You play a goose and you're stealing stuff off people and, you know, pulling rakes into the lake and, yeah, attacking children. Um, <laughs> Lots of really fun. Attacking. You're more, yeah, you're more squawking. <laughs> but you still scare them. It's very funny. Um, and it reminded me of Sneaky Sasquatch because, you know, you're sneaking around and stealing, you know, picnic baskets and, and all that sort of stuff while you're helping animals and other other things. So it was a very good game, and so is Sneaky Sasquatch. Okay. So, Michael. Yeah. Show notes. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, that's it from me. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, so the show notes link each week on show upload, the link being aussiemaxzone.com.au AMZ363. There you will see the last six weeks of show notes. Yeah, uh, you can email us, Michael or Zahn, at aussiemaxzone.com.au. Just search Aussie Max Zone on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you get your casts from. That's right. Now, don't forget, you can check us on Apple News. Just search for Aussie Mac Zone. And thanks to our supporters, you, our listeners and watchers. Thank you very, very much. And Zan. Always most gracious, and thank you. Yes. Over to Zan um, for the sign-off. Excellent. All right, guys. Uh, stay safe. It's coming up to holiday season. You'll see it again soon. Um, 
Next week we're on, aren't we, Michael? Yeah, couple couple of weeks ago, yeah, mate. Couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, stop slacking. Um, yeah, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, and uh, so I want to make sure everyone stays safe. Be nice to people. It's the holiday season. Yes, Remember, and Parkins crap, important. for example. It is like, Parkins just crap, and everyone's everyone's cranky and carrying on, but just be nice to people because yeah. it's the right thing to do. That'd be one and of them. Remember, that's right. Remember, an apple a day keeps your androids away. See you guys. Bye. Thank you. This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone.